Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Bloodshed. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, which is it? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a button? You never can tell for sure until you open your package of Kellogg's Pep and see which one of those three kinds of prizes you'll get. So, every prize is always an exciting surprise. It might be a beautiful full-color bird picture from a series of 24, each with a description on the reverse side so you can name and know any of these birds around. Or uh, it might be a model of a fighting plane, one of seven thrilling plane models in the series, all made of colored cardboard and easy to assemble. Or uh, your next pep prize might be one of Pep's 18 slick comic buttons, picturing one of your favorite comic strip characters to, to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. And speaking of characters, you will be a mighty happy character yourself when you dig into your bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Because every spoonful of these crisp whole wheat flakes tickles your taste with its keen sunshine flavor. Every bowlful is a treat. Every dish of pep just about doubles the fun of breakfast. So get going, gang. Ask Mom for Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and see whether the prize inside your package is a bird, a plane, or a button. And now, the adventures of Superman. Joe Martin, a war hero, was mysteriously shot during a veteran's demonstration against Governor Wheeler, whom the G.I.s charged with practicing racial and religious discrimination. Big George Latimer, the state political boss, virtually accused Sam Robbins, Joe's best friend, of firing the shot. When the gun was found in Sam's house, Latimer used the pages of the scandal-mongering Metropolis Clarion to whip up public opinion against Sam and the veterans, implying they were foreigners trying to overthrow the government. Enraged, the G.I.s set out to liberate Sam from the state police jail, but were stopped by Superman. Latimer then phoned Governor Wheeler and asked him to arrange for Sam's transfer to an upstate jail. And as we continue now in Latimer's library, Lippy Williams, star reporter for the Clarion, gasps. Do you know what you've done? You've just signed Sam Robbins' death warrant, Mr. Latimer. On the contrary, Lippy. These veterans might try to storm the police jail again. And if they do, they'll be shooting. Robbins and many others may be hurt. So I think it's best to get him out of Metropolis and upstate where it'll be safe. Safe? I just finished telling you that section is a hotbed of religious prejudice. So what? So you're sending Sam Robbins into a lion's den, that's what. His life won't be worth a nickel up there. Nonsense. He'll be in a good, strong jail. Nothing can happen to him. Are you kidding? The Clarion is a big sale upstate, and those stories we've been running, calling Robbins a foreign radical and practically saying he shot Joe Martin, those stories will have those fanatical nuts up there howling for his blood. They won't let a little thing like a jail stand in their way. I think you're exaggerating, Lippy. No, I'm not. I know you're deliberately sending Sam Robbins up there to be lynched. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to play games with me. You know that if Joe Martin recovers, and it looks like he will, he'll say Robbins didn't shoot him. Look here. And then where will you be with your charges that Robbins shot Martin as part of a plot to make trouble for the governor and take over the state? And where will you be with your charges that all the vets at the mass meeting were radical? They are. They're foreigners. Nuts! Just because a man goes to a different church from yours doesn't make him a foreigner, and you know it. But you figure if you can brand them all foreigners and radicals, 
You won't have to give them state jobs. You can keep the jobs for your party ward healers. That's quite a speech, Lippy. Are you through? Not quite. You're making a big mistake, and I want to save your hide. Nice of you. No. Oh, just financially profitable. Now, look. You figure if you can get rid of Robbins, there won't be a trial to backfire in your face in the governor's. It won't come out that you framed Robbins so you could smear the G.I. Who framed Robbins? You did. You and me. Remember? You can't prove I had anything to do with it. Oh, yes, I can, if I have to. Just remember that in case you ever get any bright ideas about crossing me up. I don't like your tone, William. You mean you don't like me because I keep my eye on the scoreboard. Well, that's okay. I don't like you either. I'm in your bandwagon because it pays off, and I like the feel of the green stuff in my pocket. That's why I want to save you from kicking over the apple cart. What do you mean? I mean if you send Sam Robbins upstate and something happens to him, you won't only have the Metropolis veterans on your neck, you'll have veterans all over the state after your scout. Nonsense. Nobody cares what happens to a dirty foreigner, except other foreigners. That's where you're wrong. The guys who fought in the war learned that it doesn't make any difference to a bomb what church you went to or what color your skin is. That's sentimental rubbish. Some of the boys may have felt that way during the war, but the war is over. They still feel that way. Take my word for it. You're going to make a big mistake if you go through with this scheme. Just a minute. Hello? Who? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, Briggs. The governor said what? Oh, he did arrange to send Robbins upstate, huh? To the jail at Grand City. I see. Uh-oh. Uh, tell me, Briggs. Uh, how was Robbins being transferred? Like, Oh, by car, huh? I think that's a very good idea. In fact, that's attention. Well, thank you for calling me, Briggs, and uh, give the governor my regards. Right. Goodbye. So you've got it all set, huh? Robbins is going to Grand City, and you found out they're taking him by car. Now, listen, William. Let me see. They might go out of Metropolis two or three ways, but they'll have to hit Highway 120 just below Lordville. Well, I can see there's no use my trying to argue you out of this, so I'll be toddling along. Now, wait a minute. Where are you going? To Lordville, of course. What for? I smell a story, and I'm a newspaper reporter. Remember? I don't want you to go to Lordville. Mm-hmm. You can't talk me out of it, pal. Well, I guess not. Really doesn't make any difference anyhow. I was just going to say that I, uh, I happen to have some business at Grant City. You're telling me. And I'll take you along in my car, if you like. I can drop you off at Lordville. Oh, swell. Let's go. In a moment, I'll have to make a phone call first. You just wait for me in the living room. Okay, but hurry it up. Long distance, please. Uh, long distance. I want to call Lordville. Hello? That's your name? Yes, who's this? George Latimer. Oh, Mr. Latimer. Say, some of the boys and I were just talking about you. What kind of a city do you live in, anyhow? Metropolis? What do you mean? Well, it's some city where a dirty foreigner can shoot an American boy... A veteran at that and get away with it. Oh, you mean the Robbins case? That's what I mean. I'd like to see the dirty foreigner try anything like that around this part of the state. Or even show his big nose up here. We know how to take care of scum like that. <laughs> sure if I really, Dan. Good thing the governor asked the police to put Robbins in cold storage in the jail at Grant City instead of Lordville. Grant City? What do you mean? Some of Robbins' GI friends started to storm the state police jail early this evening. The governor decided Robbins would be safer in the Grant City jail. So a couple of troopers are driving him up here tonight. They are, huh? Tonight? Yeah. They just left, as a matter of fact. But the uh, reason I called you, Dean, the elections are getting pretty close, you know, and your district is important. I've got to know that you've got it sewed up. Well, you don't have to worry about my district, Mr. Latimer. It'll vote the way you want it to. Oh, that's fine. I expect...
expect to be up your way in a week or two, and I'll call you. You do that, Mr. Latimer. Well, good night, Dean. Good night. Driving him up tonight, are they? That's fine. That's just dandy. Couldn't have planned it any better myself. Hello? Mart, this is Dean Carter. Listen, you know about that Sam Robbins in Metropolis? The guy who shot the war veteran yesterday? I'll say I do. I was just reading the clarion. That Robbins is a lousy foreigner and a radical, too. That's right. Now listen. A couple of state troopers are driving Robbins up to the jail at Grant City tonight. They are? Yeah. They just left Metropolis, so they ought to come through Lordville in about an hour. Now listen. I'll call Eddie and Bill, and you call Mac and Red and maybe Harry Thomas. Tell them we'll meet behind Mac's barn, where the highway detour is, in uh, half an hour. Okay? I'll say it's okay. We'll fix that rat. You bet we'll fix him. Now get busy, Mart. I'll see you in half an hour. Behind Mac's barn. In half an hour, Lord Bill's men of hate will gather in the dark to await Sam Robbins. What will happen? We'll know in a moment when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, when a fellow or girl feels like tearing into a good day of work or play, it's almost a sure bet there's a good hearty breakfast somewhere in the picture. And did I mention Kellogg's Pep? Why, Pep is such an appetite tickler that it makes you want to eat hearty. Are those crunchy whole wheat flakes terrific? Mm-mm. That sunshine flavor, that strictly pep flavor, is sure lure for your taste. You know, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's famous for crisp, golden, sunny goodness. And Pep is famous, too, for swell prizes. Yes, sir, there's a prize in every package of Pep you open. For instance, uh, your next prize may be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons with pictures of your favorite comic strip characters to, to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. Or, uh... You may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, one of seven model planes in the series. Or uh, your next pep prize may be one of 24 full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side so that you'll be hep on birds. You'll be mighty keen about all three kinds of pep prizes. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep tomorrow, sure thing. As a state police car bearing two troopers and Sam Robbins roars away from the Metropolis City Jail under cover of darkness starts toward Grant City. Clark Kent is shown into the offices of Abner Brown, managing editor of the scandal-mongering Metropolis Clarion. Well, well, well. Clark Kent of the holier-than-thou daily planet. <laughs> Don't tell me you've been fired and came here for a job. Hardly, Mr. Brown. I'm looking for Lippy Williams. Well, I didn't know you and Lippy were pals. We're not. I just want to introduce him to a lady outside your office. What lady? Sam Robbins' mother. I think she can identify him as the man who came to her house yesterday. Why? Libby didn't cover the story at the Robbins' house? Well, maybe not, but unless I miss my guess, he came there posing as a G.I. buddy of Sam's, and when Mrs. Robbins was fixing some tea for him, he slipped upstairs and sneaked a gun into Sam's bureau. What are you talking about? What gun? The gun with which Joe Martin was shot. That means Lippy knows who shot Martin and... Sam what... Robbins shot him. Oh, no, he didn't. Despite the rotten stories you've been printing in the Clarion. Somebody else shot him discredit the veterans who want jobs and to stir up racial and religious hatred. I think Lippy is working with that person. You're out of your mind, Kent. We don't do things like that at the Clarion. Oh? Lippy had nothing to do with planting a gun or any other evidence. Do you mind if I ask him? Of course not. He ought to be back here soon, and you can tell him what you just told me and then duck. Because he's sure to take a poke at you. I'll take my chances on that. Uh, you better answer your phone. Thanks. Yes? Oh, yes, Inspector. What can I do for you? 
What? What's that? Holy cat. When? Where? All right. Sure, okay. You ride down. So long. What's the matter? You look upset. Yeah. We thought it upset you, too. Lippy Williams was just found on River Road with his head caved in. What? He's dead. Startled, Clark Kent stiffens in his chair. Lippy Williams, the one man he had counted on to lead him to the unknown person who shot Joe Martin, is dead. And at this moment, behind a dark barn in Lordville, almost a dozen men, guns in their hands and ugly hate in their hearts, wait for the state police car to bring Sam Robbins within their grasp. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's tense episode. Be sure to tune in same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, what makes a famous name famous? Well, Kellogg is famous, greatest name in cereals. And one reason is Kellogg's shredded wheat. Those are the plump, tender biscuits made to fit your breakfast bowl. Fifteen. Fifteen of them in every package. Each biscuit toasted just right and full up with natural nut-sweet flavor. Mom knows Kellogg's shredded wheat is good for you, too. This is whole wheat. So remember Kellogg, gang. Ask Mom for Kellogg's shredded wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>